Hello and welcome to the Rejoicing Together podcast, a ministry of Maysville Baptist Church, where we share stories of God's transforming power as seen in the lives of our church members. Well, hello and welcome to the Rejoicing Together podcast. My name is Nate Trawick and I am joined today by Tori Smith and Alicia Lou Allen. Guys, thanks for joining. Glad to be here. Thanks for having us, Nate. Yeah, yeah, we're excited to uh, be here. So September uh, is... Uh, Suicide Awareness Month, and uh, Tori, you approached me a few weeks ago about um, you guys coming on, um, and uh, so I, I do want to say, you know, thank you guys uh, for, for your willingness to come on and talk about this subject. It's a really um, tough subject, and even like we were talking before, like it's a subject that the church doesn't like talking about, um, so uh, really, really appreciate you guys and your willingness to talk about it and uh, how God has um, used this subject in your life, so um, maybe let's just go ahead and start and uh, just share a little bit about who you are. I know you've been on the podcast before, so people will recognize your voice probably, but um, just who you are and uh, then Tori, if you want to share. Same. Yeah, um, I'm Alicia. I am a wife. I've been married to Justin for 18 years. I am a pastor's wife. I have been a pastor's wife for 14 years. I'm a mom of two middle school boys. Whew, that's fun. I'm just kidding. I love my boys. Um, and I am an outdoor woman. Please take me outside. I was meant to be a boy mom. That is who I am. <laughs> um, and I'm Tori. Um, I'm the community outreach director here at Maysville. Um, I started that last year. Um, and I am a cat mom. Um, <laughs> so I love, I just got my cat Molly, um, rescued her from Miss Jan Sewell. So, uh, she really helped me out with that. Oh, I'm also in grad school. So I'm a student. Where yeah. are you in school at? Uh, I'm going to New Orleans okay. um, Baptist Theology. What is it? Theological New Seminary. Orleans Baptist Theological <laughs> yeah. Seminary. Uh, yeah. So um, I'm going. Are you sure you I'm go to studying. school? <laughs> you may want to learn that before you graduate. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Hmm. But um, I'm studying counseling and um, church and community ministry um, just to kind of see if I can expand my horizons here. Um, with my job so very cool so obviously uh you guys uh wanted to come on and talk about um suicide and uh, mental health and, and and those kinds of things um i think tori you said you've got some stats that you wanted to share yeah um i think this is very interesting um just to hear these kind of things so um one in five uh Adults in the United States experience mental illness each year. Um, and then one in 20 um, of those adults experience serious mental illness each year. Um, with that, one in six of the youth in the U.S., um, aged 6 to 17, experience a mental health disorder each year. And 50% um, of all lifetime mental illness begins by age 14. Um, 75 percent by age 24 which is crazy um, and uh, suicide is the second leading cause of death among people aged 10 to 34 um, it's also the 12th leading cause of death in general um, in in the world so um, and especially since COVID I think that number has really went up um, just because everyone's been isolated or um, just struggling mentally um, not being around people not getting that connection um, cool so yeah I think you know definitely especially recently I know there's been um, a lot of things said about um, the increase in 
uh, depression, anxiety, um, suicide attempts, all that kind of stuff. I know, uh, you know, you and I talked a couple months ago, I guess, about um, the U.S. government has redone entirely like the suicide hotline mm-hmm. um, through COVID. That's how big an issue it's been. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, really crazy how um, this time that we're in, especially, has been um, a really big time for that. So, um, so, you know, obviously you guys both have had some experiences, um, with mental health issues, depression, um, anxiety, that kind of stuff, suicide. Um, maybe just share how, um, this issue became so important to you. Mm. You want to start? Okay, I'll start. Um, so I guess, um, I, you know, grew up and I was always just a happy person in general. Um, and when I was about a senior in high school, I think things kind of started to go downhill. Um, but I also had just gotten saved. So I feel like, um, you know, I didn't really know how to further my walk with the Lord and further my relationship with him. So it was kind of just on the basis. Um, and when I kind of left that is when I felt the enemy more than I had ever in my life. Um, and, uh, so I kind of struggled a lot with, um, mental health and, um, just was surrounded by people who didn't really care about me and, um, let me know that. And so, um, that's when um, I tried to take my own life um, back in 2015. And, um, but ever since then, like the, the day I woke up and I was okay, completely okay, I knew for 100% fact that God had more plans for me um, and that he had a bigger purpose for my life. And now I try to make that my mission to let people know that they are not alone um, and, you know, that this is struggles that um you wouldn't necessarily want to go through but that people there are people that do go through that um every single day um so i guess that's just a little snippet of why this is important to me um so my battle probably started in 2016 2017 i started to really struggle with depression and on the outside looking in you would have no idea because i am (laughs) I'm a pastor's wife. I'm always at church and I'm always bubbly and I've got my two little perfect sons and everything's going great and life is good. And what people didn't know was just the war that was raging Mm. inside of me and the struggles that we were having at home. And that was the hardest part because you felt like you had to, I felt like I had to live in secret Mm. and it was very hard like you said to you feel like you're battling this alone like nobody knows what's going on with you because you know as a christian we feel like we have to have this perfect Mm -hmm. front we have to put on this perfect front for people and so i started to struggle with that in 2016 2017 and it i tried to do it alone Mm -hmm. and i kept you know staying faithful to the word, praying, you know, asking God for help and trusting that he's going to, you know, take care of me, but it just didn't get better. It didn't get better. And I couldn't figure out what, what am I doing wrong? Like what's wrong with me? And we finally got to the point, I guess the point that I realized I needed help and I went to counseling was one night, you know, me and Justin were, um, disagreeing, I guess you could say. And, I just felt 
I'm just tired of hurting him. I'm tired of feeling like I hurt everybody. I'm tired of feeling like I'm a problem mm. and that I'm letting people down and I can't fix this. And I'm just so miserable and I'm just, I'm just going to take care of it. And I told him, I said, I'll just go take care of it. And I ran off to our bedroom. You know, we have all our guns are in our bedroom and he, you know, he runs after me. And of course I just, you know, collapse in the floor, so upset and then he just falls right next to me and we just cried and that was a turning point for me when i saw in his eyes he loves me so much and this is not what he wants for me mm -hmm. you know he doesn't want me to feel this way and so finally seeing that i guess was my turning point in that i need help yeah. i need to tell somebody mm -hmm. and that was when i got in counseling and started seeing a counselor um, of course, it doesn't immediately get better. Mm -hmm. it, it's really, it's a very, very hard battle to fight. And unless you've been in it, you truly can't understand it. A depression is a very real thing. Mm -hmm. It is not just, oh, I feel bad today and you're fine. You wake up the next morning. No, you're, if I could find a way to describe it, it's literally like you're trapped in this dark cave and you're feeling around everywhere, trying to find your way out, and you just, you cannot see the light. There's just, there's no light. You're like, where, how do I get out of here? How do I get out of this? It's, it's a deep, dark misery that no matter how bad you want to escape it, you can't. Mm -hmm. You just feel trapped. And so I battled with that. I went to counseling. You know, things started, there were good days, there were bad days, and... 2019 so this was years this was a couple of years and you know it got a lot worse before it got a lot better and in 2019 I'll never forget the day I shared with you guys earlier February 13th 2019 it's a day I'll never forget I was at work and I was it was one of those really really bad days I I call them dark days because I don't like to say the word depression I just I hate that word and it was a really dark day and I was at the end of my rope, just, just done. I'm just, why? I can't fight this battle anymore. It hurts so bad. I'm so miserable. I'm making everyone around me miserable. I'm destroying my family, my husband, my kids, and I can't make it stop. And I was desperate that day. And as I said, I've been in the word, but you know, sometimes you just feel like God's being silent. He's always mm -hmm. there, but sometimes we feel like he's being silent. And I remembered something the pastor had said, which a lot of pastors say this in passing, you know, if you don't know what else to do, read a um, a chapter in Psalms or a chapter in Proverbs a day, whatever day it is. And I thought of that, that just thought came to my mind. And so I opened up my Bible to Psalm 13 and it was the most incredible moment. And I'll never forget it because as I read these words to myself, God just literally spoke to me off the page and said, I know exactly how you feel. I hear exactly what you're saying, and I'm here. And so Psalm 13, this is what it says. It says, How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and every day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? Look on me and answer me, O Lord, my God. Give light to my eyes or I will sleep in death. My enemy will say, I have overcome him and my foes will rejoice when I fall. But, there's the but, 
but I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord for he has been good to me. And in that moment, that was a turning point. I can say that was when my healing began, Mm -hmm. that God reminded me, I'm here. I am with you. You can trust me. I've been here the whole time, mm-hmm. but you're going to get through this. And that was the day that I finally saw the light way off in the distance in that deep, dark cave that I was in. I just had to keep trusting, mm-hmm. keep holding on. And so, you know, that was a long explanation, but that is why why suicide awareness is so important to me. It, it's something we all, I mean, not we all, I'm sorry. It's something a lot of people struggle with. Mm-hmm you don't even realize Mm -hmm. it's not the people that are walking around doom and gloom. A lot of times it's people that are hiding it with the Mm -hmm. joy on their faces and the giddy attitudes. Mm -hmm. So, um, that is my very long, short version (laughs) of why. (laughs) And I feel like we do that. People do that so that they don't get asked questions. You know, why, what's wrong with you? Cause you know, after a while you get tired of hearing that. What's wrong wrong with you? Why are you upset? Why are you, your life's so perfect. Why you have no excuse to be sad, you know, like you're, and so sometimes I feel like we just do that. So and people Nobody ask you that, ask. but you know what? You ask yourself those same questions yeah. every single day. Yeah. I could go through the list of all the things I'm thankful for. And then I'm like, why, why am I so depressed then? Mm-hmm. I have so much to be yeah. thankful for. Why am I depressed? And so it's a very trapped feeling. Yeah. It's, and it's very irrational. I think that that's, yes. a, that's a very big thing that we miss a lot of times is that these things that you're thinking in your head are not rational thoughts. Mm-hmm. So it's like you have to recognize that and recognize when your thoughts are irrational and when to to cut that out i mean mm-hmm. it really makes takes being intentional about that um absolutely what you think so and what you want to scream at the top of your lungs yeah. is if i could turn it off i would <laughs> like i really hate feeling this way you know yeah. like this is miserable trust me i'm not doing it for fun yeah or to get attention or to get attention yeah yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. so one thing alicia you mentioned um and tori you might have as well i don't remember um one thing I've heard from a lot of people who've struggled with this issue is, you know, I just, I felt like the world would be better without me. Like I just was such a burden. Um, and I think in a lot of ways, a lot of people have felt that, um, why is it that Satan uses that? What is it about that thought that is so dangerous? Well, first of all, that's your keyword. Satan is using that. First of all, that he is the father of lies. And that is one lie that he can use to, mm-hmm. to take you down because you feel like I'm hurting everybody. Mm-hmm. I can't. If you can't see the purpose that God has for you in this life, it is very, I mean, you don't have hope. I mean, what's the point in living mm-hmm. if, you know, but I feel like when you find that through, you, you choose to look um, at the purpose that God has you here for, you're like, well, this is more than who am I to cut my life short because God has me here for a purpose. And if mm-hmm. I haven't fulfilled that purpose yet, then I'm supposed to still be here. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that answered your question. Yeah, no, I think it does. I, th- I think, you know, just like you know, Satan goes after that very purpose. Yeah. Right. Like, and just listen, like what you said, like you, Alicia, when you described who you were, you said, I'm, mom i'm a wife 
I'm happy and I'm an outgoing person. And then to hear on the flip side of that, you came to a point in your life where you said, I feel like I was a burden to my husband. Mm-hmm. I was a burden to my kids. Mm-hmm. I wasn't happy anymore. Mm-hmm. And Satan just went at the core of who mm-hmm. you were, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, so, I mean, that's one way, obviously, Satan worked in and through uh, y'all's life. But well, what's another, what are some other ways maybe you saw the enemy at work? Um, I think just through those intrusive thoughts um, that he does put into your head um, and you know, we know that mental illness is literally a chemical imbalance in, in your brain. Um, but you know, good things can come of that. Um, so I don't necessarily think that mental illness is from the devil necessarily. I don't know how you would say that, but, um, I do think that he, he gives us, he puts those thoughts in our head, um, to, weaken us and to make us think that we're not and we're not we're not strong enough to to do anything about that but god is and Mm -hmm. so um once he has us pointing more to ourselves and less of god i think that's where we can kind of hone in on no we're not good enough because we're not and we never will be but god loved us enough to send his son to die for us anyway Mm -hmm. so who are we to decide what that what that if we are enough for him or not. Hmm. Um, and I think another thing is, um, he distracts us from the walk that we're living. Um, so, um, you know, I had just gotten, I had just gotten saved. And so, um, you know, the very thing that I was dependent upon was the same thing that Satan was using to, to get me to come back to him. Um, because now I had something to lose. Now I had yeah. I ha- had it on the line. And um, before there wasn't nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. So I was just, you know, he was fine. But once you get that and you have that relationship with God, um, you have more to lose and Satan is going to come after that. He wants um, to destroy you. Mm-hmm. He wants to destroy us. And he has found a way in our world today to destroy us. And it's just mental illness and depression and anxiety because so many people like you said feel like i'm a burden mm-hmm. I, I don't have a purpose there's no need for me to be here anymore mm-hmm. i mean he's figured that one out yeah so we got to fight back yeah mm-hmm. we have to fight back yeah so one verse that seems to come up in a lot of episodes just because i think it's kind of the i guess theme verse i mean it's on the podcast website and everything is romans eight twenty eight. Mm-hmm. um and there's just <laughs> There's just things that happen that are really hard to reconcile that verse with. Mm. Um, I mean, there's things I can think about in my life. I'm sure there are things in your life, some of them y'all have probably talked about, that at some point or another in your life, you've sat back and gone, you know, I know the Bible says that God uses all things for the good of those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. Mm -hmm. What in the world (laughs) were you doing (laughs) in that moment? Um I think a lot of people struggle with that. Um, but mm. how have you guys seen through God bringing you through what he brought you through? How have you seen him working in and through that? Um, so for me, I think that um, the 
the way that I have um, been able to kind of come to terms and like be okay with my story and um, you know what I've been through is just by um, hearing people after I tell it like hearing people come up to me and say I have had these similar things go through my head but I haven't told anyone because I was too embarrassed or too ashamed um but the fact that you know you just you just said that in front of everyone um makes me feel better about it makes me know that I'm not alone and I know there's a a, that Carrie Job song that she says I'm not alone that song has I mean just love that song so good um and we're really not but just people aren't going to know that if you don't share your story and share your struggles with others people are never going to guess that that's the thing that you went through so i think just being open and honest with people and it's also the more i talk about it the more healing i get from it i think um just being able to finally feel like um i have power over that um instead of it having power over me um so i think that's that's one thing is um, just pointing them to to God in that situation, in that circumstance. You know, our hope is found in Jesus um, and not the ways of this world. But if you do need more help, I'm a big advocate on therapy. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, no shame in having someone else to talk to um, who is a professional and knows, you know, more than the average person on this stuff. So um, I think just being able to share that hope with others is is a big um positive to this i guess look a side note on what you said about the the therapy thing i think everyone at some point should, should go, go yeah. honestly because it's nothing to be ashamed of mm-hmm. someone who's been in it and myself having someone to talk to that actually knows how to ask the right questions and help you understand how you're feeling and sometimes even gets you talking to the point that you answer your own questions and figure out what you're feeling on your own and you're like wow how did I just do that Mm -hmm. it's the best feeling Mm -hmm. to to have someone to talk to that really knows how to talk to you and get that out of you Um, so that is something we as Christians should not be ashamed of Mm -hmm. we should be willing and open to get help and we should not feel judged when we need help we Mm -hmm. all need help in some way or another you know we're all sinners Mm -hmm. we all struggle with things yeah i want to ask a question on that point uh um i was going to ask earlier and didn't get around to it but why is it i mean there's so many things in the christian life that we'll talk about right Mm -hmm. um and it it always seems like it's the very things we need to talk about the most Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that we don't talk about. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I just think about in our world today, all these quote unquote hot button issues, whether it be mental health or whether it be sexuality and gender, whether it be abortion, you know, these things that we need to be talking about. Mm-hmm. Why is it that we shy away from them the most? I think for me, I don't want to be that person mm-hmm. in quotes, you know, that person. I don't want to bring everybody down. I don't want to, I don't want to be the Debbie Downer. You know, I don't, I feel like I'm (laughs) dragging everybody down with me when I talk Mm -hmm. about it. Mm -hmm. And I think we have to fight that feeling because Mm -hmm. you need people. Mm -hmm. 
you need to be able to talk and you need to be able to tell them what's going Mm -hmm. on and you need a a place to do that a judgment-free zone yeah really and i think if we all honestly took a silent poll not or whatever what do you call those things an anonymous poll (laughs) poll, maybe maybe that's what it is i think you know what how many do we have sunday morning Uh, like five or six hundred people yeah like probably 300 and something of them would say they struggle with this yeah Mm. it's uh, in some form or fashion you know like i'm I'm sure it's a very big number and we act like it's Mm. yeah and i think it's the whole stigma i mean like we were talking about earlier around mental illness and how it was viewed in the early days of how if you're mentally ill something's wrong with you you need to be Mm. exiled you need to i mean you just Mm. you're doing something wrong your faith's not right your relationship with god's not right and that's on you like that's Mm. your problem um i feel like that's how it's been kind of viewed and i know that everybody kind of feels like you have to put on a perfect face to come to church you know whether you're just fighting with your family in the car on the way here or you know you are struggling with suicidal thoughts um on your way to church you know there are so many people going through so many different things that we don't know about but we just feel this overwhelming sense to portray that we're all perfect and that we're all coming here but i mean this is not a place for you know the perfect people like we're all sinners and i mean it's a hospital for the broken and that's what it should be and that's what we should make it to be and that's what we should be available to have these conversations and if someone wants to talk about something hard we should be able to um do that without making them feel ashamed of what they're going through or feel like they're not a good enough christian because they struggle with that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff so Mm -hmm. so that's the case what does the church need to do then because I know there's a lot of people who will say, you know, oh, well, we need to do more about this. Um, and, you know, oh, we just need to have more conversations and we just need to be more open. Um, but what are some things that the church and or Christians can do just to be more sensitive and to not not sensitive in a bad way, but like mm-hmm. more aware of um issues around them and what can they do to help encourage those around them who might be struggling with these things i think one thing we could do as a church is speak up like like we're doing on here Mm -hmm. i've struggled with depression i've struggled with suicidal thoughts you know some people may struggle with um like sexual identity stuff that you talked about or like they've struggled with it in the past and now Mm -hmm. God's um, taking them through that journey. I think if we would all speak up more about this is what I have been through mm-hmm. or this is what I'm going through. I mean, we're not as likely to speak up about that. But mm-hmm. what I've been through, I think the more vocal we are about it, the more vocal other people will feel that they can be about it. I know mm-hmm. that's really simple, but yeah. we got to quit being quiet. Yeah. yeah, I think I think that's a really good point. You know, I, I heard a while back. I don't remember who said it. I wish I did. Because I could give him credit, but this was not me. <laughs> it was <this>. Nate. <laughs> um, but like, you look at the issues that we face in our world today, and the church is so quick to go, "Those people, they're the ones with the problem." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the church hasn't said a thing about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think the the context of that statement was on like um, the Bible's teaching on gender. Like we put, we point our finger at the outside world and go, oh, they don't know what the, they don't know 
what man is or a woman is or any. Well, no wonder because the church hasn't been teaching about it. We don't mm-hmm. teach our people what the Bible says on these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so many of the things like we talked about with suicide, mental health, um, it goes to the core of who you are. Um, you know, I think about, you know, what we we're talking about earlier with um, how Satan uses your very identity um, to bring about these thoughts. You know, when was the last time as a church we just, or, you know, as Christians, we, we thought about who, what does it mean that we're in Christ? What does it mean that we have a new identity in Christ? Mm. Um, and if we taught on these things and, and let people have a solid foundation of understanding of who they are, what the Bible says about them, what the Bible says about how God made them, who he made them to be. Um, I just think it wouldn't solve the issue. Um, but if people had a solid understanding and lived on that understanding, mm-hmm. um, we would see a whole lot less of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one thing you said that made me think of this is I think one of the biggest things in Satan's playbook is shame. Mm-hmm. And if he can shame us and make us feel alone and make us want to be alone, mm. he has a much bigger chance of having the victory. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, I mean, that's one thing about mental health. You you feel mm. alone. And at the same time, you really don't want to talk about it. You you want to be alone. You don't want to talk about it. You mm-hmm. But you want help, but you don't. You know, yeah. it's just, just this crazy battle in your mind. But... I mean, that's that's Satan's playbook 101. Let me get yeah. you alone so you don't have people around mm. you. We need to yeah. be swarming around mm. each other, mm. holding each other up. Mm. Um, we need each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you were quoting that verse earlier. Uh, the thief comes to steal, kill, kill and destroy. destroy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Christ came that we can have life and have it more mm-hmm. abundantly. And mm. Satan's trying to steal, kill, and destroy. We've got to... <laughs> rise up (laughs) (laughs) yeah we gotta come together and we gotta fight this together because alone Mm -hmm. we're we're much more likely to lose yeah than we would together so when the church has just got to rise up around these people and these issues and speak out in a loving way obviously Mm -hmm. and and Mm -hmm. say what you've been dealing with and Mm -hmm. let other people know we are not alone we are not the only people dealing with this Mm mm-hmm we can do this together. Yeah. Um, so, and even praying for people. I mean, that goes mm. a long, a really long way is just, you know, if I, maybe Alicia hadn't talked to me in a month or so, and I'm like getting aggravated with her, but that's the time that they need the prayer the most, you know, yeah. like when they're pulling away and when you're sensing that your friend or your, whoever is dealing with um, depression, you, you feel them pulling away from you and like they're setting, not setting boundaries. Cause that's, that's responsible, but like they're setting they're putting um, up walls. Yeah. They're putting up walls yeah mm-hmm. uh with you that is a big sign mm-hmm. you know just to to care extra for them because yeah. they're not going to come to you and tell you that they're you know all depressed and stuff they're gonna pull back they're gonna pull away and i think recognizing yeah. the signs of that would be another yeah. way that we can be a help um is just by educating ourselves on what suicidal ideation looks like what suicidal thoughts look like what depression looks like um and if we see those attributes in our friends in our in our peers in our Mm. people um 
in the church that we should pull them to the side and ask them if they're okay um, and tell them that we're praying for them. And if there's anything that you can do for them, just let that avenue be open because mm-hmm. if you are open, then maybe they'll be open with you and praying for those opportunities mm-hmm. for them to be open with you is a, is a big thing. Prayer is so powerful. Yeah. I don't think we realize how powerful prayer is. Mm-hmm. One thing you said, though, is um, asking them if they're okay. For me also, though, I didn't want people to ask me if I was okay because I didn't want to tell them. Yeah. But it would have meant so much to me if someone had just encouraged me. Yeah. People, honestly, in the church, we really don't encourage each other that much anymore. That Mm. is just not something people do. They don't take time to tell you you look nice today. or I mean, that's just a simple surface thing. But just if you feel like something's going on with that person, encourage them. Tell Mm -hmm. them how much you love them how you're so proud of something that they've done or something they've accomplished or man i just really see this about you Mm -hmm. you know something to just encourage them and lift them up i think that would have been so meant so much to me because i was constantly tearing myself down and i think that would be helpful if the church was just more encouraging Mm -hmm. and more more i mean we are loving and welcoming but just encourage and love on each other more like authentically yes. yeah yes. yeah we all fall we all fall captive to the the social media quick response yeah, yeah. right like oh how you doing oh good yeah and then we move on mm-hmm. yeah. because i mean that's that is a majority of how we interact with people on a daily basis now mm-hmm. yeah. we don't actually take the time to sit down and have a conversation mm-hmm. we scroll through facebook and we see oh hey they did this cool next yes mm-hmm. and so when we see them in person it's Hey, Alicia, how's it going? Good. How are you? Good. See ya. Yeah, and, and that's, you're gone. That's the extent of how we interact with or the people. Generic, so think, you, know, you made me think of generic happy birthdays on Facebook. Really? Yeah. I hate those. <laughs> Please don't stop sending those to me, by the way. <laughs> but, I mean, put a little something yeah. extra in yeah. there. Like, I love that you are beautiful. <laughs> Words of affirmation is real. Something, you know, yeah. just be real. Like be you said, yeah. be real. Yeah. But I, but I think, you know. Both of what y'all are saying, the church has lost in so many ways um, what it means to have a Christ-centered community. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, just in, in thinking about um, people who are struggling with with this issue, um, and, and like you, you said, Tori, um, one of the big, like, hallmarks of somebody struggling is isolation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, obviously, if you're struggling with this and you find yourself isolating, like, don't do that. Like get involved in a community of believers that loves you and cares about you and is willing to ask you the hard questions. Mm -hmm. Um, But what are some other ways that you guys have seen um, or or maybe what would you say to somebody who is going through this right now? Um, So I think one thing that I would um, encourage is, that it does get better um even when you think that it, there's no way it's going to um <clears throat> and also just take things one day at a time um that's uh, been a reminder for me i got a tattoo on my arm um my mom almost disowned me over it but <laughs> um <laughs> just the reminder that uh you know today may be hard but you just got to get through today and like tomorrow, maybe, I don't know what's going on tomorrow, but 
that's tomorrow and we'll worry about that tomorrow um so i think that's two two main things that i would encourage um for somebody uh and just i mean just speak out just really tell someone how you feel if you're feeling this way um do not let it overcome you um speak up and speak out about it before it is too late i think what i would say is always hope always hope i i distinctly remember and i mean it's still just kind of oh i hate this feeling that i still remember it Mm. i remember Mm. feeling like this is never gonna end Mm -hmm. i'm never gonna get through this this is my life i remember thinking this is gonna be my life this is gonna be my marriage and this is the kind of mom i'm gonna be forever yeah and that is the oh that's the worst darkest feeling ever it's terrible but always hope there is light even if it is way 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 off in the distance and you can barely see it Mm -hmm. there's hope Mm -hmm. there's light god tells us he will never leave us he will never forsake us so do not give up there's hope Mm -hmm. and i saw this uh, a year or so ago um online i have no idea who did it or said it but it said depression and it said if you rearrange the letters it says i pressed on Mm -hmm. And I see you checking that in your head mm-hmm. right now. Look, he's writing it down. He's like, is that right? It is. So you got to check me. It says, I pressed on. And I'm like, wow. Okay, that is so true. Mm. I pressed on. Mm. And God was right beside me the whole time. Mm. He never left me. And I think the biggest thing I learned through this whole thing is that God is faithful. Mm-hmm. Mm. That is kind of my, that is my word for God is he is faithful. Mm. I can count on him. No matter what, he's going to be faithful. Mm-hmm. So just That's remember good. that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys both for being willing to come on and talk about um, really tough topic. I mean, um, I told you guys before it, when y'all asked me if y'all could do this episode, I was like, uh, yeah, sure. But uh, very. Um, We're breaking the stigma, Nate. Okay. Uh, no, I know <laughs> that. Just, you know. Uh, yeah. So. Um, anyway, thank you guys both, seriously, for being willing to share. Um, I know that there's going to be a lot of people who are really encouraged by that. Um, and, and on that note, um, I want to finish this week just by um, saying if you are out there um, and you find yourself in a dark place, if you find yourself in a situation where um, it seems hopeless, um, like Alicia was saying just there at the end, um, there is hope. Um, and God is faithful. And you are not alone. Um, and, uh, there are people here at the church who would love to talk to you. Um, Tori's here Monday through Thursday. Um, I'm here Monday through Thursday. Um, other pastors, uh, other church staff here, um, plenty of people here at the church who would love to talk to you about that. Um, so, uh, if you're listening to this and, um, you're just at a place where you say, you know what, I need somebody to talk to. I, uh, this is really bothering me. This is really getting to me. Um, please do not hesitate to reach out to the church. We'd love to talk to you. Love to... Um, help you through uh, whatever you're going through. Um, but never forget, God is faithful and there is always hope. So um, thank you guys so much again. Um, and thank you for listening. Hope you guys have a great week and look forward to having you back next week for another episode. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast today. 
The Rejoicing Together podcast is a ministry of Maysville Baptist Church. We hope and pray that this episode has encouraged and will challenge you to grow in your faith in Jesus Christ, our Lord. If you would like more information about the church, our other ministries, or information about how to support those ministries, please visit maysvillebaptist.net. If you have a question about the podcast or would like to speak with a pastor, please contact the church. Again, thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a blessed day.